is All Things Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And we're back this week to talk about a very pivotal episode of season three of Gen Q. But first, Francesca, take it away. Oh, well, first I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb so Britt doesn't yell at me for texting this week. (laughs) Which one? I need to put on Do Not Disturb. I don't think anyone has access to get through that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me put my, my computer on Do Not Disturb as well. It's a very popular individual. I'm not that popular. It's really I hard for her to find 40 minutes in her schedule and not be bothered. <laughs> you know what's funny is majority of the time I'm literally sitting here doing nothing, hoping someone would text me. And then when I am busy, my phone's blowing up. And then people are like, where are you? And it's like, the one time I was busy, I'm busy. Yeah, right. Now you need me. Yeah. But also um, the cat is in my room. My roommate's cat, I think, is in my room. Um, so at some point she's either going to jump out at me or she's going to ask me to open the door. So I'm, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. But how are you? How was your week? My week was good. I mean, you know, it was a four day weekend for us because we are Americans and celebrate Thanksgiving this week, this past week. And, um, yeah, we got this fabulous episode, um, on Thursday night, Friday morning, Mm -hmm. and I think we've all just kind of been in a downward spiral ever since yeah I feel like we've all just been processing it it's been a real roller coaster it was and I mean like I I unfortunately because I work in television and have to deal with the world cup did not have off Thursday and Friday Mm. so I've been working and then dealing with like the aftermath of my emotions of the episode it's Oh, found the cat. Um, it's been it's been a lot. Hi, how you doing? Oh, she's she's jingling away. Um, I have just been going through it. I also got in a car accident, so that has not helped either. So, what is the? Are you able to drive your car? Did you get a rental? Like, what's the scoop? My car is drivable because only the driver's door and the passenger door and the driver door are damaged, but it is drivable. I could get in and out. My cousin thought I drove to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving dinner and had to climb out the other side of my car. And I said, no, the cop wouldn't have let me drive away. (laughs) Long story short, I'm going to be very honest. It was a true accident on both our parts, but she did hit me. Sure. She did hit me. So, um, but yeah, I just have to get it. I'm getting it fixed like next week, but I'm probably not going to have a car for 10 days. So cooped up Francesca is going to be real interesting. No kidding. So that's a long time to be without a vehicle. I know my mom's like, oh, look, you'll save money. I said, save money on what? (laughs) How? She's like, gas. I was like, I'm paying to get the car fixed. I'm already out. I'm done. (laughs) So if anyone feels so inclined, stop. Stop. I'm literally looking at you and you're destroying my bed. Stop. Um, So if anyone, the cat is, so if anyone feels so inclined, feel free to Venmo me. Links in the bio. (laughs) Links in the bio. (laughs) If you feel like you would like to tip us here at all things. You can take our bank of like $50 that we have from the ad episodes. (laughs) If anybody's wondering if we're bankrolling, we've made about $50 since we started this podcast. And uh, we don't get to use ads anymore for some reason. Oh, we don't. It asks me if I want to add an ad and then there's no ad. Yeah, probably because we don't record enough. Maybe probably. one day. Yeah. Maybe we'll be back on the stream. Oh. Maybe. Up oh, the cat wants to leave. Hold on. We're on the move. Ow. Fuck. Ow. Here you go. Bye. Just truly living here. Okay. But anyway, that's my life. So if anyone wants to guess, my life is in chaos right now. I'm really sorry. That's okay. It's fine. Car accidents are not fun. No. And neither was this episode. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, but it wasn't. (laughs) So from the jump, let's just talk about how the parallels in this episode. And I guess I shouldn't, maybe I should name parallels isn't the right word. We have these very sort of cheesy, very happy Tibet scenes. Yes. And then we have this awful game of Pictionary that I still haven't even watched. Like, we're not even going to be able to review it because I haven't even watched it. Unless you. 
I don't remember what the only thing I remember I've watched the episode like three times and the only thing I remember from the Pictionary scene is Finley and Maribel fighting and Maribel outing the fact that Sophie slept with someone while Finley was in rehab gotcha gotcha that's all I got out of it and they also fought about the baby with Micah saying that he didn't want a baby yet they didn't talk about it so I think there's just like a lot of entanglement there Mm -hmm. a lot of wasted time like is is Marja just trying to beat us into submission like there's only going to be Sophie and Finley left so like we're going to have no choice because we can't literally root for any other couple well the choice is to not watch the show unfortunately I just I'm baffled yeah I, I mean I'm sure everyone listening to this to our podcast right now to this episode has watched the episode and they know why we're upset we've both been pretty vocal on twitter about it we're both extremely happy with the fan service they gave us for tibet but to me it was like a band-aid over a um a a band-aid trying to like hold together tectonic plates basically like they were like, you know what? And ben, they, they're like, okay, we're going to give them all this to bet. We're going to basically take their tweets and bring them to life. We're going to give them all of this. We're going to give them rom com moments. It's fanfic galore. Yeah, it's literally fanfic galore. But underneath all that, we're basically saying we're taking them away from you. This is it. You got them now. Move on and watch the rest of the show. It was like they threw it at us. They did. They did. They, and that's what it was hidden it was hidden it's like here's so much great stuff but now when you're done with the episode now you have to deal with the fact that oh maybe this is it and it was so much in two episodes right like just so much content i felt like the pace was better in episode one but even so like looking back on it now it was so much more content than we got of them even across two seasons yeah season one and two we got crumbs season or episodes one and two of this season we got so much and I think a lot of people are saying it felt rushed and I think that that's valid because it has been such a slow pace with them getting to this point and now we're there and they're like we're taking it slow and then they're off to Toronto together and it's like they they got back together over the course of three days max I would say three days max which is like fine they did a lot of work in the year before and like that's like a natural progression they were going to get together but if you're telling me we have a whole season a whole season three we're so excited the season's coming out they're telling us tibet is end game tibet is this the season's going to be about tibet but then you just give it to us in the first two episodes like you had 10 episodes that you could have i'm not saying drag it out like and make it like excruciatingly painful for us but like have them date have them there tina didn't have to run away back to toronto yeah gave us the moment of bet running after her but like we didn't have to it, it could have been it could have been dragged you could have they could have written whatever they wanted it's not like they're being told by like one person telling them it has to be this way mm-hmm. like you're telling me they sat in the writer's room and they came up with this great idea of let's just throw them together in two episodes and then rumor is they're not coming back for six episodes which may be wrong. And I have an in real life friend who's not on Twitter who like doesn't know any of the drama that has unfolded over the past like four weeks and yeah. was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see them in Toronto together, like growing and being happy. And I said, ooh, <laughs> I was like, I'd love to see them in Toronto, but I don't think we're getting that. Right. They could have, even if they gave us one scene for the next six weeks, like one scene an episode, be enough to keep me watching. And I, I guess I'm so... I'm so very confused why they are trying to make that why they are trying to like step away from the fact that Tibet is the number one ship from the show like period yeah you have people that have come back to watch the show who didn't even give season one and two of the time of day but they knew Tibet was coming back so they came to watch just for that even the fucking hags won't shut their goddamn mouths <laughs> every fucking chance they get to spout off to cancel showtime or cancel marja lewis Bryan or cancel this or cancel that even those bitches were watching and they're happy and, they were and they're, happy. they're thrilled they, <laughs> did it. they believe in the writers suddenly they believe in showtime suddenly marja lewis ryan is getting a christmas card this year <laughs> 
oh, they're going to gift her one of Laurel's paintings. <laughs> oh my God. No, but it's true. And I feel like even newer fans, like people that just started watching the show, they fell in love with Tibet. Yep. And Tibet aside, um, if you're not bringing Jennifer back for six episodes, Jennifer is the heart and soul of the show. Period. It's Jennifer. Like you could be the biggest Tina fan. You could be whatever the big Jennifer Bet is the staple of the show. You cannot have the L word without having Bet. Bet has been in every single episode since 2005. Yep. The show is about her. She, the, it's a, it's her show. Not to mention, Bet is one of the only characters that's intertwined with all the other characters. Exactly. Bet is the one keeping everyone together. Yep. She is like she is the she's the one she is the she is she's it she's the center of the show and to again try to act like that's not fact that is going to result in no season four yes and if they really wanted it to be where they use the ogs to trap us into the show have us fall in love with the other characters and then they could slowly weed out the original characters they did not succeed in doing that then the original characters needed less of a role starting in season one. Then season one shouldn't have been about Bet becoming the mayor. Yeah. It should have been about Bet just being Angie's mom and Angie being the focal point of the show and the show following Angie. Yep. Which someone, I remember talking to someone who didn't watch season one, but they watched the original and they said, oh, I heard the L word came back. It's about Bet's daughter. And I said, you think it would be. Yeah. You think it would be. You think that that's the direction they would have went. Right. But they didn't. They could have made it about Angie and then like the other ones and how they all intertwined, but they didn't. They didn't. And they also, I feel like missed an opportunity because I did, I was, I was very intrigued by the storylines of the new characters in the first season. Yes. Somewhere around mid season two, they really started to dwindle. And the other mistake they made is they're bringing in these new characters that have no fucking significance. I don't want here's the thing Carrie had her moment when she was with Tina but why are you going to bring her back into the show and give her her own storyline that also proves that you can't let these new characters stand alone because they can't they literally cannot stand on their own two feet yeah I don't think maybe they think Rosie O'Donnell's going to bring in a fan base but no she's not bringing in a fan base and it's not because she's I just she's just not like if, if a lesbian hasn't if an older lesbian has not watched the l word yet they're not going to start watching it yeah you need to grab younger people yep it's disappointing um this episode was very bittersweet for that reason and we'll get to the very end when we talk about but running to tina but uh, i'm sick about the jo- the song choice i'm sick about it suddenly i see not even the original it was a cover it wasn't even the original it was a cover of a song okay like, is this 2004 am i watching a rom-com with my mom in bed like what it's honestly it, it it was giving hallmark christmas movie like i gotta run off i gotta go like i gotta go chase the love of no my passport life. no suitcase yeah, just no. jumping in i got no outfits I saw shout out to Pluto, who's like our number one podcast fan, who tweeted today, like, I guess, I guess Beth's just gonna be in Carrie's digs for a while. Angie's packing up their shit to send to them. You just oh, you God. just can't make this shit up. No. So the episode. We start again with uh Angie walking in on her mom's making out and they do the whole you know oh my gosh what did you forget something we were just going to watch a movie like they're so (laughs) beside themselves um and Angie is so grossed out and is just like are you really going to act like I didn't just see what I saw and basically says that she's going to give them their privacy she walks out and Tina's like just you know just give her some space just give her time the hilarious part to me about this is in any other instance, both of them would have jetted after their mm-hmm. daughter, but they were both just like, no, I haven't got laid in well over a year. <laughs> we're fucking right now. We'll deal with the Angie in the morning. Yeah. They're like, she, she's, she's got a car. She could go places We're we're fucking, <laughs> we're fucking tonight. Jesus. And then again, they do that little. What, no, will they do the little dance? What are we? What 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 are you gonna tell her? Are you gonna tell her it's a mistake? Is it a mistake? It's not a mistake. I wouldn't say it's a mistake. All right. <laughs> Boom. 
boom boom and that's the thing too i i loved the reunion kiss i loved i thought they did a beautiful job with the sex scene but there was still a rushed element to it i felt like even in the last episode when jennifer or i'm sorry when bet grabbed tina's hands mm-hmm. it felt almost rushed like it felt like the progression of it was like quick and i wish it wasn't i wish like they could can we cut five fucking minutes of Sophie and Finley off our screens and take yeah. our time with this. Like we've waited so long. And again, yeah. to feel like these scenes were rushed through is so disheartening. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so rushed. And like you're sitting there and you like barely can process what's happening. So it's happening so quickly. So fast. I mean, we'll get to it, but like the final scene with Bet and Tina, I, couldn't tell you what what Bet said to Tina because I was so I was thinking about the song I was thinking about the speeches Bet just made to Shane and Alice and how this was like it felt like she was like num- like that this I felt like the last time I was ever gonna see her I was like is she dying what, what I was so confused so it's like it's just going so quickly and like there's so much personal emotion that I couldn't focus I know and I just I will say in the original I felt like with Tina and Bet's sex scenes they did a very good job of pacing. They, it never felt rushed. It never felt like a hookup. It never felt like they were just trying to get through the scene. And I feel like they missed some opportunities with the reunion kiss and with the love scene in this episode. And like, I'm not saying like, we need like a 10 minute, I mean, obviously in like a fun real world, we would love a 10 minute sex, like love scene, but in general like it was like very choppy and cut like they used to not do that in the original like they had like long phrases and I was like oh and I I get like maybe it was more of a comfort thing maybe Laurel or Jennifer whoever like they like when they deal with the intimacy coordinator they decided what they wanted because that's kind of how it works Mm -hmm. and maybe they only wanted close-up shots because I mean like last season Jennifer didn't just give us close-up shots like we got like we got shots of Jennifer and like I'm yeah. not trying to and like I'm trying to say this in such like a non-pervy way because that's not how I mean it but it's like we got more of like a, a visual of what was happening yeah. where with them it was very close up it was very like in like a box it was like zoomed in and you still got what like we still understood what was happening and stuff and like we got like all the emotion and stuff behind it but there was still something, it felt like something was missing and they did, they cut, like they're in the middle of a, of a move and it's cut. Yeah. You see Tina's about to go like basically lick her neck and they cut. Yep. Or yep. like Beth's hand is going down, cut. Yep. It like, was just weird. There was no I, phrasing to it. It didn't feel romantic. It, it did feel romantic, but at the same time, it like felt like, again, it was rushed. I, I think of the um, last love scene in season six when, but proposes that is more of the pace I was anticipating for this scene I didn't think it was going to go so quick I didn't I thought we were going to see more of a bird's eye view essentially of what was going on and not even just sex but them together yeah I thought we were going to get more of like that season six montage like and that's how it was like we had them being physical and then we had them having a moment and then it was basically a montage of different types of cuddling and this up the ending and then it could have opened with them waking up the next day you know it could have been like a mix of season six finale proposal love scene and honey honey love scene yeah all together yeah and I'm not saying like I'm not sitting here I'm not someone in the family that's saying that it has to be the most raunchiest scene in the world but like give me like I have some phrasing have it have it tell a story yeah. all, all we I mean we did get Tina being railed to into oblivion so I mean really, I mean that's why they couldn't run after their daughter <laughs> no. I mean I actually looked at like a, I was like going through like like frame by frame and I like found a moment where like that was about to go after Tina and the way that the the, the frame froze was Tina was just like oh fuck like come on like Jesus I was just about to get that's, we're about to see the bedroom right yeah we didn't even really get to see her bedroom no but also it confused me it's like is there no more stairs in this house it didn't even seem like i wanted to see her walking up the stairs with her i wanted to see her bringing her up no it looked like they went down a hallway i'm like you're not telling me that porter's bedroom's on the first floor that for that first floor has been getting smaller and smaller since season one there were, <laughs> rooms are missing since season one right and now the whole staircase is missing 
Well, I will say that probably the most beautiful moment of this scene, though, was when Bet was feeling very insecure and like exposed and on the forefront, like it's been a long time. And Tina just immediately like reassures her and like just that was beautiful. That's so soft. Like, girl, we know you look sexy as hell. Like, don't even. Yeah. I'm different. No, you're really not. Jennifer, let go of the menopause thing. She was so hellbent in season one to make sure her character had menopause. Like, girl, we don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, you have menopause. You're, we're good. You had hot flashes. We're, we're good. We understand. <laughs> but no, it was good. And I think they both did a really great job considering Laurel hasn't had a love scene since the L word, right? Yeah. Since and 2009. Yeah. And so for that, I think that was like, like I said, I feel like, you know, there was probably a lot of talks with the intimacy coordinator about what type of scene it was going to be and what Laurel was comfortable with. I'm not blaming her for anything, but because there's nothing to blame. It's like whatever she's comfortable with. And this is just, oh, I shouldn't be speculating anything, but I'm just saying in the world of television, like they do deal with an intimacy coordinator. So I'm sure um, whatever needs that Laurel and Jennifer wanted were met. So yeah, completely. But the editing was fucking awful. Yes. Because that was longer. Yeah. Much longer. Yeah. Um, after this scene, we went into um, Gigi and Daniela, as Gigi called her. <laughs> and uh, wow, they are really just burning this couple to the ground. They are saying, it's been a great run. We'll see you later. Bye-bye, Sefi. We'll see ya. Um, I think this is also a huge, huge if Sefi's seriously leaving the show, it is a huge loss. I think that she was one of, if not the best new character of the show and to cut her out is whatever the reason, right? I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's going to happen. Who knows if it was her choice or the show's choice or mutual choice. She seems like she's in the trailer for next week. She is. Yeah. So I don't know if we're seeing less of her because they wanted to phase Danny and her out or if we're seeing less of her because we're going to be seeing less of her. Well, remember last year she was called a utility character. Is she really? That's what Marsha called her. It was like a utility character to like give Danny something because they couldn't bring someone else in because of COVID. They couldn't bring like guest stars in possibly to date Danny. So they had, so that her, her, you don't remember her saying this? No. She said it on the, did you ever listen to the pants podcast episode with her? No, I try not to listen to anything she said. <laughs> okay. Well, that, 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 that's when she said it. She said it on pants. Yeah. Missed opportunity there though, because people, so as like, no one likes Finley and Sophie, but people are serious about Gigi and Danny. Like they love them together. Well, yeah, they're the next like best two characters. Yeah. And even also, then, like if yeah. they were gonna get rid of Tibet and then maybe build up G- Gigi and Danny, it was never gonna replace them, but it would have been a good sort of a segue into the new ship of the show. But yeah, I don't know what's and you know, we'll never probably know what happened with Seppi and the show and this stuff, the other thing. Also, we have to remember we only have a the trailer only goes so many episodes right we still need that mid-season trailer we have no we actually have no idea we really don't because we don't have that many behind the scenes photos we have no idea what's going on in five six seven eight no. we have no clue we only really knew what was going to be possibly one through four if that i remember last year we basically got one through four we got voiceovers from the end of the season but we got one through four and then five came out when jennifer did press when we learned that she would talk about her mom Maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe Sefi's not leaving the show. Maybe Sefi, or I'm sorry, Danny and Gigi are going to have their Tibet moments where they're going to break up and they'll get back together. I mean, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, the way it's being set up and it could be reading it wrong and they could just be how they're trying to lure us in. It seems like Gigi and Nat are going to get back together. Which I don't mind. I like Gigi and Nat. And I said before Gigi and Danny got together, I always said like, Gigi and Nat could be a similar couple to Tibet where they just needed to work out their shit and they could get back together because outside of the OG, my favorite characters in the original in in the Gen Q are Gigi, Danny, and um Nat. Yeah. Like yeah. I love Nat. I've always kind of really like connected to Nat for some yeah. reason. So and that's the thing, right? Again, I don't know what Stephanie's schedule is, but like there's no reason to bring Kilani and Rosie and all these characters in when they have Nat, who was a good, like, new character in the show. 
bottom line is we should write the show um, <laughs> because shit is not adding up. The math is not math and then I don't understand the moves that they're making this season or across the board. It's hard to talk about too because it, we're just so confused. It's very confusing. And it's hard to watch Shane possibly cheat again. Like, actually, when I really think about Shane's storyline this season, I don't hate it. I hate the fact that she might cheat, but I don't hate the fact that she feels lost because the, the life that she fell into at Tess is a life that she never wanted. Right, right. And I don't feel like people necessarily need to find the right part. Like some people need to just find the right partner to settle down with. Shane's not a settle down person. No, no, she's so. never going to be either. And I think she likes the idea of, of becoming that she can see it for herself for a moment and then when reality hits in it's like oh no this isn't my life and the shitty part about it is that she's hurt a lot of people along the way yeah like an- another great new character is tess and i i think oh, yeah, tess tess. Will live on she will live on just fine without shane if they do end up breaking up um but it just sucks that yeah. sucks. that's going to be the ending with the two of them because Tess is not going to stand for that. No way. No. I just don't know why we can't. And, you know, a lot of people said this, especially, and Caitlin wrote a really great tweet about it today, like, about why is it just so hard to give queer lesbian characters yeah. happiness? Why is it so hard? Why, why do you think that we want to keep watching drama every week? Like, yeah. I think about some shows that I've watched with straight characters and the couples are just happy. Yeah. And things can happen to them, but they could work through them together. It doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm cheating, we're breaking up, we're doing this and that, the speculation, you know, it could just be normal shit. Like Bet and Tina could just be on our screens being parents or having like a shitty time at work or having, dealing with Bet's mom. Bet's mom could have just been a storyline. Yeah. I mean, in, I think that um, when I think of the shows, at least that I've watched uh, with Modern Family, they did it with Cam in- Mitch yeah Cameron yeah. Mitch they did it where they were consistently together throughout the series they had children they experienced life they went through things but they didn't break them up um I don't know yeah. why they think that that's impossible on the L word yeah I don't know what in like I I've watched the show with strangers that are lesbians that are strangers and I don't feel like these people I don't feel like anyone is necessarily like oh the show will only be interesting if people cheat or break up or right right i don't have a clue what's happening with um sophie and finley so we're going to move forward to the dana scene um when tina and bat walk in very happily and um alice and shane are like yep i guess this is just business as usual <laughs> that should have been my first clue though when they walked in wearing those goddamn colors <laughs> it's- why hi it's giving Madam President and First Lady, and I don't know who even is the president in that in that scene, but it's just giving that energy for me. Bet, bet that's the president. Her Gucci suit. <laughs> it was a Gucci suit. The um costume, the customer posted about it. Yeah, um, it's a gorgeous suit. But like when they walked in with those colors, we should have known. Yep. we should have known they were trying to play a parallel on us which yep. it's not even the end of the season why are you giving us the green and beige green and beige happened in the last episode of the season um, yeah that's so as these things kept adding up to me i was like fuck i'm losing these people yeah you were very emotional that night i was inconsolable like i texted my roommate and be like when you if you hear me crying i'm crying because i just lost that porter and she was like what and i was like oh she's not dead she's in toronto <laughs> But even she, she watched the first three, the first three seasons of the OG. And even she gets like that bet is the most important character on the show. And like that they're gonna, that, and that they're ruining the show if that's not in the episodes. Every friend of mine who has watched at least a season of the L word, cause I forced them to right. knows that, that the show cannot go on without that. Right. I can't. And I also, again, it's, I, I really don't care if you are or aren't a um, Tibet stan. I feel like you cannot deny the fact that Jennifer and Laurel have such amazing chemistry, even in this scene. Like, you mm-hmm. can get all over them. They just deep, deep admiration for one another. Just as characters, as actresses, like, there is no two other people that do it like they do it. No, and they're working with 
terrible writing. I did not like the dialogue in this scene at all. Yeah. I thought it was cheesy. Yeah. Even when like Shane's like, even when Shane's telling them about Angie, the way that Bet and Tina reacted, like the, the acting choice that Jennifer and Laurel chose to be seem shocked, it didn't seem genuine to me. And I'm not saying that they're bad at like it, the scene itself was just badly structured. It didn't feel, it felt natural to have them all at the table, but the dialogue did not feel natural and it did not flow for me. Right. Um, we're going to just skip ahead again because I don't have a fucking- Oh, but we do need to talk about them doing the hand thing again. Oh yeah. Another, I mean, very cute. They did that a lot in the original series. And it also goes back to the end of season six when they're on the- stairs reading and that's playing with her hand and they're wearing green and beige or white whatever sure um we're gonna skip over finley and sophie going straight to the gallery um bet's talking to marcus allenwood's wife and angie's talking to her sister and telling her how she walked in on her mom's and um she's in her hoe phase she's in her hoe phase now and we finally know who podium guy is we do know who podium guy is. <laughs> um, Alice has a new date. Yes, she's Ooh. interesting. She's Amber made a very good point. Reminds, she said it reminds her of um, the character from season one, that Gabby. Oh yeah, like similar appearance, similar vibes. Um, poor Alice, it just. She'll never find her her next Dana. No, no. Then of course Alice is getting on Shane's case about the fact that she's like I fucking the the waitress because Shane, you know, can't ever keep her hands to herself or her eyes. And um, well, Shane also hasn't had sex in a while. It's learning. Yeah. Well, they did have sex last episode in the hallway. Oh yeah, they did. Never mind. But it's few and far between from what we gather. Yeah. I just, oh, Shane. But what else happened? Um, yeah, Alice has the Marvel actress as a date. Andrew's going to have her whole phase. And then Bet walks up to Tina. And they... Well, hold on. Oh, First, Danny oh. and Gigi talk on the phone. Oh, yes. And Danny leaves Gigi a message and basically invites her to come out to the gallery. And um, we, we assume that, based on what we see in the next few scenes, that Gigi is actually on her way to the gallery when... She gets in a car accident, but um, Bet and Tina talk to Angie and say, like, you know, we are together now. And Angie says, no shit, I saw you making out. And <laughs> they basically just say, like, it's not a fling, it's for real. Angie says, I'm an adult now. I have people other than you two. I'll be fine. Um, a fan of Bet Porter's comes along and it's just, you know, you know, hard eyes for her and me. Tina and yeah, Tina and Angie are just um, smiling and very supportive. And then that's when Angie meets, you know, the Bet, Bet Porter supporters friend who is podium guy, who is maybe possibly a new fling for Angie or new love interest. Yeah. And he calls Bet a paper pusher. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. She's a very <laughs> sexy paper pusher. She sure is. <laughs> That's the last like description I would ever give to describe that quarter, but mm-hmm. to each their own. I guess. Then we get this epic, epic scene. I'm almost positive. I'm I'm just forwarding through here. Well, we have to do the speech. Yes. No. No. We get Bat and Tina before. Wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We missed. I must have skipped over the um. The recreation of the gallery scene because at the end bet says let's go get our girls so we missed the recreation of their first meeting at the gallery yeah i thought that yeah we're totally yeah sorry guys we're a little discombobulated today um so they recreate this scene and it's it's very well done um it's very cute but again it's a lot to process in one episode mm-hmm a lot we're not used to having so much to bet and it's like so much like fan service because they did it they just added it onto the list it's like they had a checklist of what they wanted to get us through yeah again very very fanfic yes it was very fanfic not that i hated it 
is just very just there and like bizarre Beth gives a speech to thanking everyone for coming to um see marcus allenwood's work and um in that scene we see shane's phone buzz who i imagine it's it was ivy yeah um again led to believe that that affair is coming very soon also bitches if someone if you know someone is with someone stay away yeah i don't know why that's such a hard concept to grasp alice's date is a part of nexium and is trying to recruit her <laughs> to be a part of the call oh my i like forgot that existed like i <laughs> forgot that was ever <laughs> this show would bring that up bet and tina are walking hand in hand out of the gallery bet asks tina to stay and tina immediately takes that as bet is asking her to give up her career for her which very tina and bet right very tibet ask very much we are here at ground level and now things have just shit has blown up and hit the fan um tina's always going to be on guard about this kind of stuff though because the her biggest fear is that they'll fall apart again because of Beth's career or Beth's choices or Beth's whatever. So Tina's having a hard time believing that Beth will change. And then Beth and Shane and Alice and Angie and Tess take off after Tina. Yes. And Angie kisses Podium Man. Yep. And they're in the, they're in the Nissan Leaf. They're zooming through Los Angeles and Gigi gets in a car accident. Gigi got hit. I did not know Phoebe made um, an edit. Oh, yeah, she did. Where was I? I don't know. There's been a lot of moving pieces going on the last few days. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're back. That tells Angie that she needs to go win her mom back again. <laughs> they take off. They're in traffic. Tess suggests that that should go on foot. That says her goodbyes to shane and alice and angie completely doesn't say a word to tess tess is just trash on here <laughs> but when they got in the car i was like this is just so funny that tess is just being dragged along because she's shane's girlfriend yeah exactly <laughs> like she could have stayed at the event yeah <laughs> she knew danny like she could have stayed meanwhile tina's listening to meditation daily which is fucking hilarious so funny i was like okay this is actually pretty fucking funny it tied in the fact that they used to do like yoga in the like they used to do meditation in the original and shit yeah and i like, also i also love what caitlin said today about how when tina's like oh this is why i left la because there's all this graphic as if there's not a bunch of what are you doing uh, oh. oh hi <laughs> i shared the link <laughs> i shared like oh. a text thread <sighs> I was like, what's up? Why are we getting a guest? We're reviewing the episode. I just shared the the link for our Zoom to about 20 fucking people. I wonder who else is going to join. My bad. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So is this a private conversation? No, we're we're recording for the podcast. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, bye. Wait, no, you can stay. Hold on. Hold on. Stay. Okay. We're, just, we're just about to talk about Beth's speech to um, oh. Tina. We're right at the end of the episode. <laughs> my wife is shaking her fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my shit for two weeks. <laughs> She's about to send me to a rehab. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about the last scene, uh, Beth's speech to Tina. So Bet is running through Los Angeles traffic. She is hitting cars. She is getting to her woman while the worst song in the world is playing. And she gets to the window and I, she's so out of breath. I was almost like felt bad that she was like saying this and like, it's so, but it's so very Bet and like very manic, but in a good way. And she's like, I love you. And I want this forever and this and that. And my favorite though, high comedy is Tina going, did you run here? And she's like, yes. Yeah. She's like, are you crazy? Yes. I loved it. It was uh, so good. What do you think, Amber? What do you think of that last scene? Wait, hold on. We want to get your opinion because this is what we've been talking about this episode is, did you feel like this episode was rushed with a lot of Tibet content? Yeah, I, I definitely think it was rushed. Uh, 
but I'm just so happy to have them back. It's like, I'll just take what I can get. Uh, we were talking earlier in the chat and I said, it's like, we all have battered wives syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, their storyline has definitely been rushed. It's like, you know, first episode, Alice and Shane are like, yeah, Tina, Bet's really been putting in work. She's making an effort. And then, okay, let's move to Toronto together. Like, <laughs> it's true. let's have sex and move to Toronto. I mean, mm. it's That's too, to be said. It's too Hallmark rom-com-ish, which is not never what the show's been. Ever. Yeah. So, and, and, it, I, and if you listen to this episode, you'll hear me talk about in the beginning of the, of the podcast episode that I feel like this was all thrown at us because it'd be like, here, you got what you wanted and now goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like here, we gave you everything you wanted, so don't complain. But underneath all that means that you're just going to lose everything also at the same time. Yeah. 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 As long as they ride off into the sunset together, um, I guess I'm I'm good. We just need someone to piece together every Tibet scene that's ever been recorded. And we just watch that on a loop for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You've already proposed that to Amanda a couple of times. Yeah. Offered to pay her handsomely <laughs> everyone if everyone chipped in five bucks it'd be worth it um i do think that the last kiss that they have in the car is not scripted laurel looked so t- like so caught off guard she looked so shocked and even if there was supposed to be a kiss jennifer did whatever she wanted like maybe there was supposed to be a kiss but jennifer was like i'm gonna do it this way i'm gonna get in the car and just grab her yeah she almost knocked her over it was awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laurel's face, Laurel, Laurel's Tina's face was just so shocked and like taken back. But yeah, but again, no passports, no luggage. <laughs> Where was Tina? Like, does Tina keep clothes in California and in Toronto? Like, she doesn't need. Like, she's just gonna get on a plane in that leather skirt. That like, no one flies in an outfit like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not. No one's flying at at eleven o'clock at night in an outfit like that. <laughs> Is she into the airport three hours before her flight? Is her flight at 1 a.m.? Like, I'm confused. What time of day was it? Was it 9 p.m.? They, they, they had to stop at the house. Huh? I guess. No, Tina said Terminal oh, 1. She says Terminal 1. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I'm sorry. I don't well, care Ben how... still needs a ticket. Ben yeah. still needs a ticket. So, I mean, they had to well, do some, I guess, go pack her, you know, carry on at least. <laughs> yeah, I guess they got to swing that. They got to swing that Uber around somewhere. Yes, all in all, we got some really beautiful Tibet scenes, but it was just, I really wish they would have taken their time. Two episodes to cram all that content in is just a lot, a lot to cram in. It's unfair, because especially when you're promoting the season to be a Tibet season, and then you're only giving us Tibet possibly in the first two episodes and then the last two episodes, it just seems like a cop-out and it's unfair. And whether, regardless of you being a Tibet fan or not, like, everyone knows the show is being held up by jennifer and tibet and period to write just like the series has been since the beginning exactly and the only reason why i don't bring up laurel is just because like laurel is like a, is a guest star so it's like she we knew that she wasn't going to be there full time yeah so, and we've like accepted that and we've been able to work around that so and then you know they ruin they ruin tibet well not ruin tibet but they get rid of tibet and then they ruin genie and then what are we left with Finley, nothing, Sophie, nothing. nobody Bellin. cares about any of those other people <laughs> at all I mean yeah. Alice I love Alice I mean Alice she's so Alicia Haley's underrated as an actress period but uh I mean oh, I'd yeah. watch for her and Shane but if you know they brought the show back in order for this newer generation to have a voice right yeah. so I can understand them phasing the original characters out yes it would need to be it's not doing it well no they they really they should have set it up better in season one which is we've talked about that like and season one was good I kind of felt connected to the other characters and then it just fell off for me they don't have what the original cast had you know and I think that has a lot to do with you know the original cast filming on location in Vancouver and all living together and having real friendships and Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's clear for many of them, this is just like a job where I felt like it was a pretty significant part of like their 
acting careers for many of them that were on the original series that was lightning in a bottle and it's hard to recreate that completely i agree especially with that showrunner they have you have to edit that out i don't know i don't care she's a (laughs) hell we welcome the slander <laughs> of MLR in here. In this house. Yeah, we we already we already raged against it. She's not listening. No, no one listening to this is is going to tell her what we think. And if she finds out, it doesn't matter because yeah, I think the the consensus is uh everybody agrees. Yeah, and Everyone I feel like agrees. and Britt and I are two people that like kind of no matter what have always like supported the show. Like we've said our piece, but like in general, we've tried to find like the best in it and be really optimistic. So. I don't feel like me being critical of it here and there is like a problem because I'm still very like optimistic and like supportive of the show and this that the other thing but like I just feel like I have my concerns and I have my opinions and it's not that I'm like I'm not sitting here saying cancel showtime but but like I'm here saying like you're ruining my show yeah 100 percent yeah yeah so I hope that we get some scenes of Tina and Bet in Canada. That would be amazing, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I'm not holding no. my breath, but I'll, um, st- I'll stay delusional. I'm really sad that this rumor is that they won't be back until the last two episodes. I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah, I uh, wish I didn't know. I just I wish know. I didn't know. Yeah, seriously. I kind of went on a big rant about that. You know, that I wish these want to be insiders or even if they are insiders just kept certain things to themselves that's what was so amazing about watching the original run as it ran we didn't have all this bullshit you know when when tina and bet kissed in shebar everyone nobody anticipated it and we all witnessed it together at the same time Mm-hmm. whether we were in our homes or in a at a watch party or whatever it was just truly the kiss heard around the world everybody nine o'clock on Sundays on Showtime it wasn't okay you're gonna watch on streaming it drops at 11 p.m or you're gonna wait till it airs two days later or it was the collective anticipation and and celebration was so sweet mm-hmm. and we don't get that anymore got all these people that that want to want clicks and they they they're just they ruin the they're killing the vibe they're killing the vibe yep they are killing the vibe oh uh, and, by the way francesca jessica has joined the call <laughs> I, I see i see jessica has, i see jess has joined the call hi jess. <laughs> hi guys in two weeks <laughs> so welcome yeah we, to the, welcome to the podcast yeah welcome, <laughs> welcome Amber and Jessica. very unexpected yes <laughs> don't be sharing no social media anything with us when it concerns the bed because look we are all over the place we just they saw, they saw a zoom link and they were like oh we gotta join <laughs> seriously Amber, we're zooming and she's on the case <laughs> we are on every platform right now just freaking out and it's it's seriously it has been a massive spiral for a week like it's exhausting and it's it's sad because if if tina and better not on these next like six episodes or whatever it is going to be a somber time we're gonna have we're gonna real we're gonna have an interesting time making these making these episodes yeah fucking canceled that's all i have we'll be able to actually give people updates on all the other characters because we're gonna have to watch them (laughs) Yeah, we could do that, or we could just bounce back to our older views of the original series. <laughs> no, we got we got to keep we got to stay consistent. We got to review the whole show. All right, I would appreciate it because I don't know shit about any of the other characters in this show. I, I could not give can. any updates today on Sophie and Finley because I didn't watch. I can. So basically, okay, Maribel breaks the so during Pictionary, Maribel breaks the news because she's fighting with Sophie and Finley. Breaks the news to Finley that she liked who Sophie was fucking while she was in rehab so we find oh. out that we find out that uh, we find out that um sophie was sleeping with someone while finley was in rehab and then sophie and finley kind of go through a whole thing of like sophie saying well you said we were on a break and that i shouldn't like wait for you basically and finley was like yeah i guess i did say that but i guess i just hurt my own self because i didn't actually think you would go through with that like i didn't think you would actually do that 
which I kind of see Finley's point. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just not the person that would like, if my girlfriend was in rehab, I wouldn't be like going and sleeping around. Even if she said we're on like, up, like, oh, don't wait for me. I just feel like that's like, like, damn. Okay. I'm cracking up because I just totally like tuned out everything you said. I was listening <laughs> and then I just lost interest. Yeah. So they were kind of like working through that. And then the whole Maribel and, um, Micah is just like will they have a baby will they not have a baby what's the issue there it's like we don't need it we don't need them to have a baby we don't need to bring another baby into the show Angie was enough Angie was cute Angie didn't get in the way so I mean those are like the updates on the um on the rest of the characters and then Danny's still feeling like lost with Gigi um it seems like next week we'll actually see Matt because she was in the trailer and yeah, um, I think Carrie's coming up soon. Um, I yeah. guess next week with like her storyline. So it'll be really interesting to see where the show goes in the next few weeks and like what we're going to get. Um, I would love if they squeeze in two seconds of Tibet and Canada, but I feel like all we're going to get is Alice uh-huh. going to Shane. All, all we're going to get is Alice going to Shane. Hey, did you talk to Bet and Tina? Yeah, they texted me this morning. Oh, they're doing great. I feel like that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get mm-hmm. a side combo about it, but yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Shane with Ivy. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to seeing Shane cheat again, but I know it's probably inevitable for for them. I like Shane as a hoe. Shane. <laughs> You like yeah. Shane and her whole phase? I like her whole phase. Yes, that's that's true Shane. <laughs> oh. I right, think well. there's some counter transparency there between Amber and Sister. <laughs> 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 if I'm being honest. Possible. Cancer energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. See. Yeah, we'll see what's on the horizon for episode three. And Amber and Jess, thanks for joining us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks for sharing. surprising us with the link. Thanks yeah. for popping in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is All Things Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And we'll see you next I'm time. Amber. <laughs> <laughs>